You know, Jerkman, um, it's kind of funny that a lot of coaches will say, well, you know, every team's going to lay a stinker out there. You know, it's going to happen a few times a season. I got to say, the Sharks, you have to recognize the fact that it's kind of cool that they decided to do it all at the beginning of the season. I like it. I, I thought you were going to say that the Sharks were the opposite, where David Quinn is going to go to the, the assembled media and say, you know, uh, every now and again, you know, the team's going to play well and we're going to get a win, and it's just kind of hard to forecast that. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going to say. No, no, no. Hey, let's let's rewind shit to just a week ago. Let's hear it. I'll, I'll get a little spicy with you. I'll, I'll Let's call it right here. Sharks, and, and you're going to... Bust your ass laughing. Sharks are going to go three and one this week. Sharks are going to go three and one this week. See, (laughs) in in uh, in very uh, uh, AJ Trump fashion here, uh, you you've left out the part where I said uh, you've left out the part where I said I'm probably going to be wrong, and if I (laughs) you left out the part where I said I'm probably going to be wrong, and if I am, then everybody can call me a fraud. There you go. So I guess we can argue, call you a fraud then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, dude, the Sharks this week <laughs> made me and the law of averages out to be a fraud. So, for, oh, yeah. On your Twitter, you said it. Fraud. Yeah, because, like, okay, just <laughs> regardless, <clears throat> regardless of what this team is, right? Which ain't much. On, right. But, but based on the law of averages, based on Occam's razor. <laughs> Did you not think that it was extremely likely the Sharks would win this week? They'd get at least one. Right. <laughs> but now, no. It, it was it was a bit gritty for me to say that they were going to go 3 and 1, but you know, uh, as I've said all along, you know, nothing is impossible until it doesn't happen. <sighs> so much fun. Welcome back to another episode of the Pugnologist. Your only Completely live, unfiltered, unedited, uncensored, commercial foray, San Jose Sharks podcast. The often imitated, never duplicated weekly wrap of the Sharks hockey being played here in San Jose, part of Teal Town USA. Remember, you can help us remain commercial free. Nobody wants to hear us, you know, crowbar in any type of an ad read, despite Pinto's gambling pension. We don't want to do that. But you want to keep us commercial free, you can use that Super Chat option during the live shows. Preferably donate using Venmo. You can find us at Teal Town USA. But remember, Shane Pinto, you're listening. Use that preferred betting app. That'll help us out right now. The line is currently at 110 minutes for this show. If this is the first time you're checking out the cast, remember to to subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave your take in the comments section. If you're not with us in the live chat, and if you're audio only, tap that live subscribe button. Everything's going, yeah. Uh, But if you're down for the 24-7 talk, 
when it comes to hockey, sharks, and I mean, God, there's so much going on there. Hit up Jerkman for the invitation on the Tweety at hockey underscore jerk because the talk literally never stops there. Am I right, sir? Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, never is a buzzword that people like to use now and again, but in the Discord, it literally never stops. And <laughs> even if you wanted to, it just don't. Yeah, it don't. Yeah. Per, per, personally, <laughs> you know, there there will be times where I'll wake up in the morning and I'll check, and I'm like, God damn, they were up at three in the morning. <laughs> Guilty. But you know, at the same time, like. I kind of look at it with two feet, right? Where it's like, on one hand, who in their right mind would stay up that late? Just dicking around on the internet. But then I look at it from the other side of things where it's like, hey, these people are having fun in a space that's been curated by us. And I think that's cool. It's all good. You know, it kind of goes both ways. Hell yeah. So, um, statistically at this point, I mean, so far, uh, worst Sharks team ever? Dude, that was true a week ago. Like, <laughs> no, no, it actually wasn't. Because, because, well, because okay. there was opportunity sure. to do better. But if if memory serves, ninety three, ninety four team opened up at oh eight and one, which is like where we're at now. That team went to the playoffs, shocked the world against Detroit. Do I think this team is going to make it to the playoffs, shock the world? No. Well, why not? Clearly, you haven't been watching enough pre- and post-game live. Oh, is that what it is? I don't know. That's what <sighs> I heard. Dude, right Someone now they're on me. Dude, they're on pace to get 11 points. Good. <laughs> right now, I think the, the goal differential is like dash 26. <laughs> got, got them right where we want them. <laughs> dude, but if you're glass half full, uh, dude, the, the lottery odds have never been better in the Sharks' favor. Yeah. And and, exactly. and the, the, the really funny thing, of course is following the Florida game towards the beginning of the week is uh, Shang, our, you know, buddy Shang goes, by and large, they're not playing good hockey, and I mean, duh, which I find funny because it seemed like every time a media head was asked, it was always like, oh, well, this last period of hockey, that was the best hockey they've played so far. And then they got shut out twice. <sighs> All right, so... Over four this week, bro. Um, I mean, w- w- where to start? <laughs> where to fucking start? Black did uh, <laughs> did Blackwood do uh, three and four this week? He um yeah he had the game against Florida. He started the game against Tampa, um, and then obviously tonight's game against the Capitals. So Aye. yeah, three of four. Aye, aye, aye. I just remember Blackwood getting yanked out of Mercy versus Tampa. It's just, uh, it's horrific. Let's just start with Florida really, really quick. Because the whole thing is, Bordelow goes back in on that game after being scratched versus Nashville. Right? Right. And then the next game, Bordelow's in. Then Bordelow gets scratched again. And then he got sent down today. He's, he's, he's like one of the few guys that has more than one point for fuck's sake. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I kind of go back and forth on that one because on the one hand, like, and like I said last week, I do believe Bordalo should be in the NHL playing regularly to kind of work out what's going on with him. Um, 
at the same time, though, like a player that young who's still kind of trying to earn their stride and that kind of stuff, like I don't, I don't hate the idea of him being in the AHL. Um, the only thing that I guess would give me pause, and you know, Ian and Kevin could speak to this much more than we could, but with how much like just turmoil and nonsense it appears to be going on with the Barracuda behind the scenes, I don't know that I even want Bortolo down there. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you. So you have the situation with Bortolo where it's like healthy scratch and, and then he comes back, healthy scratch, and now sent down earlier today. The other one I wanted to talk about for a hot minute was Vlasic being healthy scratch for two games in a row for the first time in his career. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, it's, you know, a lot of people are pointing out the fact that, you know, this is the first time that, you know, really since the Sharks have kind of been in this tumultuous era, we'll call it, this is kind of the first time that Vlasic has really been singled out, you know, as kind of being an issue. Beyond, and, like, and, a, a and I kind of feel like it was a long there. time coming, to to be honest. Right. But the, the thing that I would say to that that I think probably speaks to why Vlasic is kind of finally getting the hook is, and maybe you disagree, but I feel like this, this Sharks team, since this tumultuous era has started, this Sharks team is the first to have like a good handful of guys who could be the future on the blue line, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, whatever, whatever your thoughts are on Ferraro, he's going to be here for a while. Um, same. And, with Matt, and I don't have a with, problem with Ferraro being here for a while. As long as he's deployed correctly, he is not a number one. Right. And I think like you look at Ferraro, he kind of fits that going to be here a while bill. Uh, same as Matt Benning. You know, Nikolai Kanijov is somebody that they want to be part of the future solution. Uh, Kyle Burroughs is going to be here for a while. Then you have guys like Akutuk, uh, Emerson, who was picked up off waivers. Um, you know, and then with the Barracuda, obviously, and 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 down uh, elsewhere within the Sharks pipeline. You know, Thrun, Muka Madulin, Pooley, LaRock, Gavanka, Chichek, right? Like, maybe these guys never play an NHL game with the sharks, but it seems like the sharks kind of on the defensive side of things thrown. I don't know if I said them or not. They're kind of moving. It almost feels like they're moving on a little bit where it's like, yeah, maybe we have a lot of guys and we don't really know what's going to happen with them, but at least we've got a lot of guys who've got potential. Whereas in years past, it was like, okay, Burns, Carlson, Vlasic, Ferraro, and whoever's left. And then it was like, you know, Carlson, Vlasic, Ferraro, and we'll pick guys randomly. And then it, and then it was Vlasic and Ferraro, and it's like, ooh, we're really going to pick guys randomly. And so it feels like there's, you know, maybe none of them end up hitting, but there's options for the first time in a while, I think. Well, dude, and, and like Taco Cruz said, when was the last time Vlasic was a good player? I mean, it's been a I while. I he was dude. good last year. I mean, he did. It, he it's did. all relative because if you look at it with the scope of his contract, yeah, it's been a hot it's been minute. five five or six years. Like even the season the Sharks last made the playoffs, I, he wasn't all that good for most of it. But if you kind of like, well, he didn't have to be with Burns and Carlson out there. Sure, 
But like, if you're going to compare it within the scope of his contract, then yeah, I, I think you're going to have a hard time finding the last time he was good. But if you just kind of look at it in a bubble, like as a player, like I thought he was good last year, you know, like take the contract out of it. I thought he was a guy I would want on my team. He, he had a little bit of a resurgence last season. I will totally give him that. But man, dude, I I hate to say it. I mean, it, it just man. feels like <laughs> nine games, dude. It feels like half of me, he's about mailing him in, and he was scratched for two of them. So, yeah, maybe. Oh, man. Uh, and, and that Florida game, let's just talk about the Florida game for a hot second. For anybody who watched it, two things. First off, I don't know who whoever is counting the shots on goal. Go back and look at the Twitter feed. That guy was smoking or drinking some heavy shit, dude. <laughs> the shots on goal went from seven to six. Like literally, it said seven on the shot counter, and then LeBanc shot his shot. It was turned away by the goalie. All of a sudden, it went to six. <laughs> then a little bit later went from 13 to 11 a little bit later than 12 to 11 i'm like what in the hell is going on here i do i don't have an idea and and the other thing is i didn't even understand where those shots were coming from because it felt like the sharks were defending 90 percent of that game it was oh oh it was it was ridiculous but the you know and then of course the sharks score one goal in a game for the Fifth time of six games, and that wasn't even five on five, but there you go. Then they get shut out back-to-back games in Tampa and Carolina, and following the Tampa game, you have Mario lighten it up a little bit in the post game, saying, you know, we have to be a better teammate. We need to tr- trust each other. Why is trust such an issue? I mean, these guys, they, they took a trip to Napa before the season started. We've been hearing about culture now for like the last year and a half. Jerkman, why is trust in culture such a problem right now? Oh, man, I mean, I I don't even like it, it's such a it's such a hard kind of <laughs> bomb to defuse, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> dude, let, throw yourself on top of it. And and the thing is like I I, I don't like to you know this obviously i don't like to give a lot of stock into who wears letters and who is the quote-unquote leaders you know i think everybody can be a leader in the right situation Mm -hmm. but i do think that maybe guys who aren't natural leaders are kind of being maybe shoved into that role. And that's such a subjective thing, right? Because, you know, you could pull a hundred people and there would be a hundred different answers about what a leader is. But, you know, I, I kind of feel like, you know, with Ferraro specifically, there's a lot left to be desired there about his level of play. And I don't know that I want a young defenseman to be like, Hey, if you're looking for somebody for some pointers, like that's the guy to look at. I, I don't know that that's what I would want to do. And with Tomas Hurdle, like I love Hurdle. Like he's one of my top three favorite players. Oh, he did man. Um, since, you know, Joe Pavelski left the team. Who? Right. He's he's been one of my favorite guys <laughs> to watch. And I feel like the Sharks, you know, 
like being just absolutely terrible, I think is, and I'm just speculating, but it appears to be weighing on him quite a bit. And, you know, it seems like there's been less, you know, kind of excitement and more frustration lately, which I totally understand. But, you know, when your your best player is getting frustrated, it's it's not conducive to a good environment. And that's not to say that like hurdle hates everybody and doesn't socialize. That's not what I'm trying to say, but you know, I, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel, I feel like if like to be totally blunt, I feel like a majority of this team sucks. And so the handful of guys who are actually really good at hockey feel like they have to do everything. And when eventually something wrong inevitably something wrong is going to go happen to happen even for the best even for the best player even for Connor McDavid inevitably something wrong goes will happen and you know it kind of jams everything up because the Sharks only have three guys who are even doing anything even now more than ever like we when we talked about it when Eric Carlson was traded like I was very bullish on this team to score a lot of goals just because of the personnel they had you know I I I was very clear that they were going to allow a lot of goals, but I also thought they would score a lot of goals and the exact opposite has happened. Like if, you know, if you ask me, like if you ask me the only person on this team who I don't think deserves like criticism is Fabian Zetterlin. That's one guy. Yeah. That said, you know, there are other guys who, again, like, I, I would say the goalies as well. The goalies, sure, totally fair. But uh, you know, like you got to score goals to win, right? And like <laughs> many know, people are saying, right? And like you know, I like what I've seen from William Eklund, but you need more. I like what I've seen from Anthony Duclair, but you need more. Same with Zadina, right? So, well, we're gonna get into those guys, right? Um, but I'm just, I'm just saying, it's like it just feels like <coughs> it feels like it's just it feels like a team of individuals. Which, again, I go back to a couple seasons ago where that's what a lot of people were talking about and we heard it come out in the exit interviews where it felt like, you know, this is not a team, this is co-workers. Well, and and, and I'll, I'll pose this question to you off the top of your head if you know, and if you don't know, I'll give you the answer. All right. Since the Sharks last made the playoffs in 2019, do you know how many players are still on the team? From that time? From 2018-2019, the last playoff season. From that season. Uh, I'm going to say three? You would be correct. All right. Hurdle, Vlasic. I'm sorry, four. Hurdle, Vlasic, Couture, and LeBanc. Well, to be fair, LeBanc was almost waived. (laughs) We're not sure. Um, The point being, and again, this is just speculation, but does it not just everything that's gone on the last two years, does it not make you wonder like, Hey, maybe for this thing to get turned around, maybe everybody from the old guard needs to be gone. But who, and who's going to eat those contracts from Vlasic, Couture and Hurdle? Nobody. Well, I, I, I mean, Hurdle, Hurdle and Couture, I think have value if you can but, but, do things but, the right way. But I was going to say the Sharks are going to have to eat money on those. But if they do like, who cares? Sure. Right? Sure, especially if you get Celebrini, the way that things are going. I mean, yeah. dude, that's the whole thing. It's 
it, like everything sucks now. We're going to get into that in a little bit uh, because I definitely have some things to say about some of the fucking people on Shark Sharks social media, to be fair. But yeah, everything sucks right now. But let's let's fast forward this shit three, four seasons. It's like, and you've got Will Smith and Musty along with hopefully Celebrini. And then you've got Eklund who, I mean, come on, there was a couple times this week he just went full beast mode. Oh, totally. And and spoiler alert, Eklund I think was the best shark this week. Oh, absolutely. But Eklund, Bordolo, despite, you know, being sent down earlier today, but Bordolo will find his game. Henry Thrun. I mean, there are pieces there. But it's it, it, it's 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 a project for uh, sure. It, absolutely, no. This is a but puzzle, it's, but it, it it's concerning to me again, just as an outsider who's looking at a, at the information in front of them and then kind of making an inference, right? Mm-hmm. It's concerning to me when the people who are remaining from the old guard, and I would even I would even include players who are left over from those first two seasons of not making the playoffs just because I feel like it was still like the goal was still, Hey, yeah, we're going to try and make it right. <laughs> Which expands that list to Ferraro and, um, you know, Capo Kakinen and Barabanov, like those guys, like the guys who are supposed to be sort of the, the benchmark or the mm. inspiration, if you will, are, not doing it. I mean, the thing is like, and I, we've said it all along, like Tomas hurdle is a good player. Logan Couture is a good player. Um, you know, these are good players and it seems like since the sharks have been terrible, the production has taken a dip, which is to be expected, but I don't think at the level that it has, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, dude, if you're Jan Ruda, dude, how pissed off are you right now? <laughs> yeah. Like, man, bitch, I won cups. What? 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 <laughs> I mean, it, it, don't get me wrong. And Mikey J makes the good point as well. But like, her, trade, as much as I love Hurdle and I'm happy that he re-signed, I feel like trading him was the play. It was the play. Dude, we talked about that. It was totally the play. And, but the thing is a lot of people and, uh, you know, okay, I'm, I'm just, tell me, tell me right now, jerk. Tell me to say it, say it, say it, baby. Just say it. Some of the people on the sharks, social media platforms, and I'm looking at you sharks, Facebook fan page. <laughs> oh my God, dude. But you're, you're hanging out Greer for keeping hurdle. He wasn't even fucking here when Hurdle was given his contract. Like, yeah, if you're, if, will like, sign that deal. Yeah, it's like if you're gonna complain, like, know your fucking facts, dude. Like, dude, I'm just telling you, man. Sometimes I look at that Sharks fan Facebook page, and I'm like, oh, dude. I think, dude. I think I want to like, like fucking firebomb that thing, but I hate waiting in line. <laughs> Like, I, I think that if where where we expect the Sharks to be next year, let's just say, mm -hmm. if that's where the Sharks were 
when they re-signed Hurdle, I think it would make a lot more sense. Absolutely. Because you go back to that time, which would have been February, March of 2022, Hurdle re-signs, and the natural thought, I think, is, okay, this guy just signed eight years. Like, that means that by the end of that thing, hopefully the Sharks are going to be back in contention. You agree. And the way things have gone this year, I feel like the timeline that I was kind of thinking of over the summer is now thrown into thrown into whack, right? Because we we had the conversation of like, okay, yeah, maybe the Eric Carlson deal doesn't look sexy right now, but the Sharks are sitting <laughs> on so many <laughs> the Sharks are sitting on so many players that they can flip and they're going to accumulate all these assets and they're going to be able to move forward. Where now, you know, where now it's like, you know, you look at Mike Hoffman has one assist in nine games. I don't know what his trade value is now. Duclair, I love Duclair, and I thought he's played really but well. We'll see. Hold on. We're going to get into the reclamation projects in a little bit. Yeah, I'm, but I'm just saying is, like, I feel like, and again, I know people are bringing up in the chat that, like, this team is shit, and, like, this is what everybody expected, but that's not the point. Like, you, the Sharks could go 0-82, but if there was a foundation being put in place, I could live with it. Yeah. But And if they feels... went 0-82, somehow they still wouldn't get the number one pick in the lottery. <laughs> right. But it, 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 the way, the way these nine games are going, it, it, it feels like there, it feels like at the start of the season, there was a foundation. And then at some point over these nine games, like somebody took a, an ax to it. You know what I mean? <sighs> it's, 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 it's <laughs> like, dude, Oh, eight and one, like the it's, worst it's team, dude, the, let me, let me give you some knowledge here. The worst team in the salary cap era had a win before their ninth game of the season. Yeah. So uh, what does dude, that tell you? Dude, I'm not <laughs> dude, I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not either. Dude, you you give a hat or the the Sharks gave a hat trick to Tara Vinan? You know, well, a, that, a, a natural and and that, and that third goal, dude, that third goal, he like made a sandwich before he potted the last one. Well, yeah, dude, Tara Vinan's a good player and the Sharks are terrible. Yeah. And I'm just it, it, like consistently outshot every single game earlier today against the Capitals once again for the fourth time in nine games this season the Sharks had a lead could not hold it right and you know it's just you know there's a part of me that sits there and goes you know when you look at those leads where it's like fuck man you had the goddamn lead why, why can't you hold this why what the fuck is going on? But then there's the other part of me that goes, no, man, piss it away. I want Celebrini. Like, I'm, I'm ready. I am here for the rebuild. And so when the Sharks lose, I'm not losing my fucking mind like some of the people on the Sharks fan Facebook pages and, and social media. Oh, my God, I can't believe that that's... Fuck, what the fuck did you think was going to happen? Did you not look at the Vegas odds makers and the athletic and ESPN? Like literally everybody, including us, was saying the Sharks were going to be really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Now, after nine games, were they going to be this bad? Well, I mean, according to you, no. <laughs> Well, because what did we, <clears throat> the first the first show of the season? What did we say? 
we said well hold on the, what do you when you say we dude i was saying putting the o in october i was no i know very but much what, like they weren't going to win in october i know but i i i don't believe for a second that you meant that seriously i think you were I, trying to be funny <laughs> no dude i was like this team is going to put the o in october like i thought maybe they would go to overtime a couple times but sure. looking at the schedule i'm like no, I, I just looking at it, I'm like, I just, I can't see a way that this team is going to pull out a, a, a actual win that doesn't go to overtime. And, Fair. you know, that's, ugh. but go ahead. But, well, but here's the thing. We said this, I think we said this two years ago. I think we said it last year. We definitely said it this year. At least I did. We know the Sharks are going to lose a lot of games, probably well over half of their games. Well. But, but the only thing that we ask is be exciting and show us that there is something to look forward to down the road. <coughs> well, okay. Like, Hold on. Let me say, though, that game against Carolina, there was a couple of shifts that Eklund had where you kind of sat there and went, oh, all right. Looking forward to seeing more of that when he actually is, I don't know, put out there with more talent with like Hurdle, somebody else that can like feed him. Oh, to no, uh, 100%. I'm with you on that. But but here's the thing, right? We, you know, at, at least I, like it appeared to me as though the foundation was kind of being laid in place, right? And it was mm -hmm. like, okay, Sharks are going to be terrible this year. They're probably going to be terrible next year, but we're moving in the right direction. You know, we're, we're moving forward and 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 things are going to eventually be okay. But now look where we are 9 games in. William Eklund, I think William Eklund has been the best shark this year, but scoring chances eventually need to become goals. Thomas Bortolo. Yes. Thomas Bortolo's in the AHL. Henry Thrun is in the AHL. The players that we were hoping going to pop off that could be traded for draft picks to help help the build down the road are not playing very well. It feels like the journey that we started, we, the journey that the Sharks started at the end of last season, I don't want to say that they've turned around and run the other direction, but it feels like they've stopped moving. Whereas <laughs> yeah. I feel like, whereas I feel like coming into this season, yeah, they were going to be terrible and yeah, they were a long way from being good, but they were moving forward. And Absolutely. I feel like right now, I feel like it, they've stopped. Yeah. And I will throw this out to Mikey J in the chat. AJ is like Nostradamus. Uh, no, I'm Nostradamus. I was gonna say if AJ's if AJ's <laughs> Nostradamus, then what's the one above that? Because that's me. <laughs> so the you know Sharks had the opportunity to pull any of eight points, not able to pull it off this week, despite jerk calling they would go three and one, which to me was a choice. Is it okay? But let me ask you this: Is it calling? Or is it? Do you need me to play the fucking tape is again? Is it using? Is it? <laughs> is it goofing? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, just Jesus. Denver, Denver Doyle making a good point too about Eklund. Like, what? we, I, I think it is like, can we officially confirm that <coughs> Cunning sucks? Oh, the guy that you said would get a go the the guy you lost five bucks on. Hey, uh, again, Dude, like, no, it's a yes or no question. Yes, that is. But, uh, but again, like, see, this, 
this is the thing. I might I might lose I might lose fifty percent of my bets, but I will never make a stupid bet. All I know is this the one that Jewels said I was going to lose, and no, in fact, I did not. Right, but, but, but here's the how thing. How is like, Eklund not playing with Hurdle on the regular? That's what I don't get. I think it I think it goes back to I think it goes back to the point I was making a couple minutes ago where the pieces who are probably going to be traded at the trade deadline, like you need to shine them up and make them look sec- as sexy as you can. Yeah, and it's not working so far. Um, let me ask Again, you this then. I don't, I don't need the Sharks to win and make the playoffs this year. I just need them to show that they're moving in the right direction. <laughs> and that's not happening. I think that's fair. Let me ask you a question. Ask it. Is Zadina the new Bodker? I mean, don't, the don't guy at the start of the that. season projected <laughs> to be top six, potentially top line, now on the fourth line, and that's with Couture, Barabanov, and Granlin out, and the only time his TOI spikes whatsoever is when the Sharks get extra power play time. Like, he seems like the next Bodker. It's, see, you say that, and I'm going to Do, do I have a question. good point, though? Um, I mean, based on what we say, you can sit there and say small sample size, but I know I don't. Again, this that. is a this is a case of this is a guy who was written on a cocktail napkin, top six. He's you know, aside from the power play, he's not getting the top line minutes because it's it's not working. Here's the thing, though. I'll whip it out. Is <clears throat> you're gonna see like there are certain things that. Like, you, you kind of have to look at it from multiple angles. Like, you have to look at it, just generally speaking, you have to look at it with the, within the context of, you know, the team that he's on. Like, if you take Cunning, or I'm sorry, not Cunning, you take Zadina. <laughs> you're you're you, stuck you, on Cunning, dude. <laughs> you drop Zadina on another team with the same stat line, yeah, it's going to be like, oh, my God, why is this guy playing, right? But think about the Sharks. The Sharks, as a unit, are historically terrible. Every player is going through some kind of slump, cold streak, bullshit, whatever you want to call it. You are taking the longest time to answer that question. No, I know, but I'm making your point. I'm explaining to to America here why you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Philip Zadina, believe it or not, leads the Sharks in goals. I don't figure that out. <laughs> so if you look at it, if you look at it just as a player, yeah, Zadina absolutely needs to step up and do more. But if you look at it, considering all the circumstances of the team, I thought Zadina has been really good. And if this was a normal hockey team, <sighs> I think like if this was a normal hockey team doing normal hockey team things, I think Zadina's stat line and his influence on the games, I think would rise at a commensurate rate. I, I, Nine games, I think Zadina's had three decent ones. Okay, but you know, what a what a what a what about your buddy? Uh, you know, what I'm about ju- your buddy Tomas Hurdle? He's got one goal. What's the story there? Uh, dude, but leads it, the does team. He suck. Leads he the team goal? in points though at five. That's nice. That's nice. It's just whatever. The Thomas Hur- Tomas Hurdle, who's a thirty goal scorer, he's got one goal in nine games. Does he suck now? 
I, well, Zadina also, <laughs> dude, Zadina also leads the team. In, and I know, you know, I, I don't want to dive into the goddamn. Say it. Say it. <laughs> dude, dash nine. I know. I know. You know, wor- worst dash on the team. So well, that's I, that's why I asked the point. Whereas I'm like, is he the new Bodker in no. the idea of brought in? This is going to be a guy who comes in to re-energize his career. He's going to be penciled in in that top six. He's going to be a scorer. He's going to and the, and again to your point, not to say that he that that there haven't been opportunities for him to not you know, the biscuit in the basket. It's just, <sighs> but see, this is, this is the problem. Well, and I, when and he's I getting put this... dropped down to the fourth line. I go, fuck. Well, and I, and I put this, I put this solely at the feet of Mike Greer and David Quinn. The sharks are prioritizing, maximizing the value of trade deadline, potential players, as opposed to putting their, putting their players of the future in a prime position. If you ask me, the you know, obviously Hurdle is going to be the number one center, but like Bordalo, Zetterland, Zadina, Eklund, those are the guys, Duclair, because obviously there's a chance he might resign here. Those are the guys who should be in the top six and should be humming. Mike Hoffman, you need to say, hey, you know what? Um, <laughs> like guys like guys like Hoffman, and, and they're doing this with LeBanc, which I think is fair, but guys like Hoffman, guys like LeBanc, you know, they need to say, look, you are not part of our future plans. You need to make do with what we're going to give you, and hopefully we can trade you to a good team down the road. Like, I I hate how guys who are going to be here for the long term and part of the future solution are not being prioritized over guys who we want to maximize their value to get a better asset. I'm all for maximizing value, but not at the expense of hurting future players. I feel that. But I just, man, it's so far the reclamation projects have left me wanting. That's, sure, but that's that's you know that's what I can where this, say. Given where this team is at, though, is that fair to say? You would hope at least one of them would hit. You know, it's that whole thing. It's like you know, it's like if you play red, black, and green on the craps table, one of them's gonna hit. Sure. <laughs> on Wednesday morning. This past week, Shang broke the news that uh, Barabanov is going to miss what so far appears to be a decent amount of time with a broken finger. So the Sharks, without two of their top six uh, in the center position for extended time, but they did get Granlin back today. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and 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 I will be the first to say Granlin's going to need a game (laughs) or two minimum to like get back into pace. Mm-hmm. But my question is, are we beyond call-ups? You know, are are we are, are we looking at Greer to like actually made a trade to just appease the pissed off fan base? Or is it just kind of like, no, we're ride or die. This is what we have. We're going to uh, weaponize our cap. We're, you know, this is all part of the plan. Or do you think the Sharks, you know, do they do they pull that deal and we'll get to Joe Thornton's retirement here in a little bit, but do we see the Sharks, does Greer pull the trigger 
on a huge trade a la 2005, end of November, where they pull in a big name and say, we need to turn this shit around. Because I'm going to say no for two reasons. First off, this isn't 2005. And this is not a team that is like, is one player away from doing something. I think it depends on what the situation is, like who would go out the door and who would come back. Because if you recall, maybe you do, maybe who, you don't. Who gives a shit who leaves? At no, this point? I, I, no, a hundred percent. I mean, I, if I it's not Hurdle or Couture, who gives a fuck? No, and I don't give a fuck either. But but here's my here's my point. The Buffalo Sabers in two thousand ooh, that would have been two thousand thirteen. In two thousand thirteen, the Buffalo Sabers traded away Thomas Vanek a month into the season. Because they said, hey, we're going to get something really good for Thomas Vanek here. Doesn't, who cares if it's a month into the season? Not even a month into the season. So if somebody comes to Greer and says, hey, uh, buddy, you want to do uh, Luke Cunning for uh, <laughs> Luke Cunning archetype? Uh, no, I'm good. No thanks, pal. But if somebody comes and says, hey, you know what? Um, I know it's only you know October 29th. But we're a good team. We kind of want to juice things here. Like, what are your thoughts on Hoffman? Yeah, yeah, sure. Give us something nice, and we'll make it happen. You know, so I think it depends on what comes back. Absolutely. But can can you hit up uh, Max in the chat because I think you're going to have something to say. He says, "What cap? They don't have cap to weaponize." I would I would disagree. Okay, we're, this is a numbers podcast, so I'm just going to give you the numbers. And, well, and dude. Nobody loves numbers. What do you got their numbers? Nobody loves numbers more than you. <laughs> the Sharks have $4.2 million in cap space while carrying 14 forwards and nine defensemen. There are so, moves to be made. So, it, and two buyouts and two reca- retained cap situations. So, with some very basic roster finagling, that 4.2 is going to be much, much higher. Not only that, but as we all know, cap space accrues for every day that you have cap space. Mm-hmm. So at this rate, by the trade deadline, the Sharks are going to have $17 million in cap space. And that's if they don't get down to a more conventional 13 forward, seven defenseman kind of situation. Yeah. Also worth mentioning, I'm sorry, Radim Shimmick and Oscar Lindblom are both buried in the AHL. So you have all these albatrosses and inflated rosters, and you still have enough cap space to take on an overpaid winger? Like, come Hell on. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Come on, son. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other thing that, of course, has been worrisome with this past week, and basically since the beginning of the season, the Sharks are having difficulty scoring, of course, but then it's also... You know, I don't have today's numbers because, again, it was a today game. It takes me a little longer to uh, put shit together. But after eight games, Sharks have scored eight goals. Nice. In eight games. (laughs) Five of them coming even strength, three of them on the power play, and, of course, two of those coming against Carolina who are letting in goals like a sieve. The thing is, though, they can outscore their issues as they did against the Sharks, whereas Carolina was the only team to allow the Sharks to score more than one goal 
but then they hung six around their neck. And then the thing that really kind of kicks you in the nuts through the first eight games, how many goals for the Sharks have come in the first or last three minutes of a period? 13 of 31, nearly half. And the thing that gets me, this is not something new. This is something we talked about last season. Whereas the first two minutes or the last two minutes of a period, they can't close shit out. And the thing that, uh, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. It's kind of like, you know that this is your deficit. This is what you are being completely raked against the coals on from last season. It hasn't changed. And there's all this talk about we don't trust each other. Over the last couple of years, you know, it's the we don't trust each other, culture, this, that, the other thing. I just sit there and I go, fuck, man. You're going to get, obviously, new players come in, you know, Musty and uh, Beastead, Bystead, whatever the fuck you want to call them, and, 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 and hopefully Celebrini. How do you change this culture if guys aren't trusting each other and they're making the same mistakes year over year. You get rid of the old guard who still remembers the good times when the Sharks made the playoffs every year. And who is that? Hurdle, Couture, Vlasic, LeBanc. God, and the fact that LeBanc is considered the old guard, you know what I dude, mean? Dude, yeah, dude, his first his first three seasons in the NHL, the Sharks made the playoffs every year. I know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say... What he did in a Say specific it. playoff game. <laughs> I don't want to go there. But you know what I mean? Like, because here's the thing, and, and this is kind of a weird a weird way to approach it. But if you're familiar with the Avengers movies, one of the things that Thanos says in his motivation of, you know, global genocide is <clears throat> I want a universe that instead of remembering what was, thinks about what can be. Mm-hmm. And the old guard, they remember what was. But guys like Eklund and Bordalo and Thrun and Kanijov and Zadina and Zetterland, you know, all of these guys, they are thinking about what can be. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and let me hit up Morocco323 in the chat right now. Morocco! <laughs> says, don't get me wrong. Celebrini is insane and I'd love the Sharks to have him, but Bedard is generational generational Celebrini isn't that's fine I don't have a problem with that yeah you just what, want good players <laughs> yeah I do you want good players that's the whole thing it's a, I'm, I'm more than fine like two three seasons from now where like your top six is made up of Musty Will Smith Eklund Bordalo Celebrini like the I have no problems with that and let me let me let me and throw we're paying a... the price right now to get yeah. that so I guess my point to the Sharks fans on social media, stop your fucking bitching. Yes. Like, losses are fine as long as there's a plan, right? Yes. And the thing is, look at Tampa. Like, Tampa Bay has been, even though, okay, only two cups, but Tampa Bay has been a dynasty. <laughs> only two cups. <laughs> right. But, well, you'll understand the point I'm making. Tampa Bay has been a dynasty since 2015, right? Pitts, um, you know, 
they were terrible for many years before that. Pittsburgh Penguins, same thing. Yeah. Uh, Washington Capitals, terrible for a long time. So this is just the dude, way things dude, go. Dude, have we all forgotten Chicago in the 2000s? Dude, like, I granted, I was a kid, so obviously my memory is a little bit skewed. Sure. But like, I remember being, I remember being a kid, and, you know, as you get older, you kind of pick up on things, right? 11, 12, 13, 14 <laughs> years old. And it's like, oh, we're playing Chicago. They suck, right? Oh, dude, it was a it, playing Chicago. The here, here was the thing during the two thousand. They couldn't even fill the building. Well, for whatever reason, this is the best thing about playing Chicago. It it seemed as if Chicago was always going to play the Sharks either the night before Thanksgiving or the day after Thanksgiving. It was yep. always there, and you could, I mean, you could always bet on a win for the Sharks. So, cool. yeah, the, the, like they sucked back then. Brett, I love Teal Town. It makes losing less miserable. Ting, ting. Brett, we love you, sir. Hell and yeah. so you, you mentioned Celebrini, and I'm sure you know this, but for anybody who doesn't know this, just to kind of tickle their fancy a little bit. <laughs> tickle their ass with a feather? Do, do you happen to know off uh -oh. the top of your head? Here we go. Off the top of your head, do you happen to know where Macklin Celebrini played his youth hockey? Uh, I want to say it happened as a member of the Junior Sharks. You would be correct. Hey, now. So Bring homie like, home! So I feel like, you know, you might see, it might be kind of a real, you know, kind of feel-good sort of story. And obviously, you know, he was only with the Junior Sharks for a year, and then he ended up transferring elsewhere, but... It would be kind of like a hey, you know, come back to where you started kind of thing. Hell yeah! Oh, dude, it would. You you're gonna tell me that the sharks wouldn't like bend over backwards to sell that fucking you know? <laughs> Should have done it with Dustin Wolf, but whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Dustin Wolf, who's from Gilroy, and his mom literally had season tickets to the Sharks. Now nah, we can't take that guy. <laughs> All right, so to wrap it up, at least that part yeah, of it. We almost done. <laughs> Uh, no, not even halfway. Uh, so sharks again. The Sucktober, baby. Sharks over overfest, if you will. The uh, yeah, it's it's it, it could get worse before it gets better. And the funny thing is, a lot of people, and uh, I think me and and Jerk included, a few of our buddies were like, "Well, if they're gonna win one, it's probably gonna be against Washington. That's a good look." And if it wasn't against Washington, we were kind of like eyeballing Philly. Well, I don't know if you've looked at the standings lately. <laughs> Philly is doing pretty fucking good. It this surprisingly. Yeah, it could be a while. It could be until Thanksgiving. I don't know. It's gonna be fun. But that being said, let's get into the uh heroes and zeros. Cause man, I I uh I have some things to say. And so I will give it to you first. <laughs> okay. Unless you or no, and and this is I don't know for you you might have something to say for me this is going to be so easy. My hero of the week and and if you would if you would be so inclined my hero of the week is going to be a two pack if you would be so inclined. Oh, I I have a two pack as well. Okay. Are we are, my, are we going two pack or two pack? I'm going to pretend like you didn't say that. Um. <sighs> 
My heroes. Wow. Okay, no Jada Pika Smith jokes. Okay, go ahead. My heroes of the week are Fabian Zetterland and William Eklund for being the only two players on the Sharks that actually care <laughs> to that seemingly. I want to put that qualifier out there. Being the only two Sharks that seemingly care about giving fans something to look forward to as this journey continues. I would agree with that. I That's all I have to say. That's recognize. literally all I have. <laughs> okay, my hero. Um, I I have two as well, the two-pack. Okay. Two-pac, whatever. Uh, Kevin LeBanc. Okay. Dude, you know, coming in late, didn't have the, the you know, the best camp and everything like that. In <laughs> Allegedly. The, yeah. And, my theory is that Dave just hates him, but go ahead. <laughs> well, and we all know that um, he's, he. I mean, He's been in the doghouse for three different coaches, but <laughs> since he's been, you know, given the go-ahead, tell me that you haven't seen LeBanc play his best hockey over the last, like, four or five games that he's been in. Yeah, I mean, he he's definitely played with some jump. I will I will 100% give him his, his flowers on that one. He's um, playing the 200-foot game, which we haven't ever seen from him. That yeah, that's a good point as well, and worth worth mentioning. And we'll see what ends up happening, right? But he's actually on pace to have his second best season in terms of shots on goal. This is what I'm saying, and I feel like that's something that we've been yearning for for years, right? Oh, absolutely. And and Jesse pointing out the point that I always point out: LeBanc's in a contract year, baby. It's amazing yeah, how you can more- turn it on. All the more reason to hype him up and then gas him when you can. Hell yeah, dude. Do it. That's my yeah, dude. That's my whole thing. I, how long have I been saying that, dude? It's yeah. amazing how guys can turn it on, find that second, third, fourth gear when the contract is on the line. But my, uh, I said it was a two, it was a two parter. Okay. My other hero, Henry Thrun. Nice. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> The Chief hasn't played a game in the NHL in almost two weeks, and he was tied for third on the Sharks in points going into the game earlier today against Washington. He was first among defensemen going into the game earlier against Washington. And the really fucked up thing is, I'm bringing up stats. He's still up. uh, What? He's tied. Tied right? for third, tied for third in the whole team, tied for first among defensemen. That's what I'm saying. And he hasn't played in almost two fucking weeks in the NHL. Come on, man. All right. Well, <laughs> Who's your zero, man? Because I because I have a fucking laundry list for zero. So, to be honest, uh, again, I, I I said it was going to be a long one. <laughs> or I'm sorry, I said it was going to be a short one. My zero is everybody that didn't get my hero nod. Because, again, we know, and I've said it a million and one times on this podcast, I'm going to say it again, we know the Sharks are going to be terrible this year. That is a given. I've made peace with that, and it's all awesome. But give us some kind of indication that that there's light at the end of the tunnel, that there's a foundation being laid, and we're getting ready to put the footings to the building next, and then we're Uh, moving right along. That's always ever hoped for. And I feel like, I don't think we've gone in the wrong direction, but I feel like that journey has stopped. 
where, yes, the Sharks, the goal is to bottom out, and I understand that. But the guys that we need to take steps forward are not taking steps forward. We're going to get to that. Uh, Alex Hockey, though, coming in with a solid point. Honorable mention for the hero, Mackenzie Blackwood. Absolutely. I would totally agree. 100%. For the zero, dude, I've so we got your zero out of the way, right? Yep. Okay. I have some things to say. The reclamation projects, the the names that we heard coming into this season. So Zadina coughing. I mean, how much money did he like leave in Detroit to come to San Jose, right? Yeah, it was a couple couple million. Right? Um it was it, it was a it was a good amount of coin. But you got Zadina coming here. Duclair. Okay. Hoffman, you know, people can talk shit about Hoffman, but you look at like the last, you know, few teams that he has gone to that the season that he went to or the season of that team that he went to, like they didn't make the playoffs the year before all of a sudden Hoffman's on the team. They made the playoffs. He's not a huge addition, but for whatever reason, Hoffman for a few seasons, they're equaled playoffs. And Hoffman has been, yeesh, hasn't been worked out. You can li- listen to him during the post, when he's requested to talk during the post game. He is like fed up with himself. And over the course of this last week, dude, Ferraro and Eklund are like ready to like rip walls down. You can hear them. Their frustration in the post game, they're fucking pissed off after the Carolina game. After losing yet again to those guys, they asked Eklund, What are you, you know, what is it that you need to do to get out of this funk to at least get things going in the positive direction? Eklund's like, Win the game. Yeah. That was it. And there, and there was no, oh, we need to win the game. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't this you know, fucking 2015 hurdle was, oh, we just need to win the game. No, he was just like, we need to win the fucking game. That like he's, you can hear it in Ferraro and Eklund over these last couple interviews. They're fucking pissed. They're tired of fucking losing. And let me ask you this question. Yeah, man. The, The players that you specifically pointed out, Eklund and Ferraro, do you think their frustration comes from and again just speculation? Sure. Do you do you think their frustration comes from feeling like some of the only guys who are giving it full effort? Oh, uh, I I would agree with that. Because what whatever you want to say about Ferraro, like I personally think Ferraro has not been good for 3 years. At least guy tries. Yeah, you look at him out there, he's always willing. He's not the best. That's the thing. He reminds me a little bit of a of a Mark Smith type player. I loves me some some Mark Smith. Not the most athletically gifted, but you could never question his heart and his effort. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. with you on that. But yeah, so my zero so far, it's the it's Zadina, Duclair, Hoffman. These reclamation projects. It's one of those things where I get it. Like you're hoping that one of them will pay off. And right now, the way that they're playing, I'm eyeballing the 
trade deadline. I'm like, who the hell is going to give the Sharks anything for these guys? Like, good fucking luck. But again, I'm on the twofer. We're doing twofer this week. (laughs) My other zero, it's anybody who's saying fire Quinn. I see a lot of this shit on social media, and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and, the, and, and can we segue into that now? Because it's like, that's a topic that seems to have picked up a lot of steam over the last week. And I don't get it because we glossed over it a little bit last week uh, simply because we thought it was nothing more than ignorant clickbait. But it's this whole, whoa, whoa, you know, David Quinn, Spanish archer. And it's like, why? Do you, do you blame a chef? for making you a bad meal if the restaurant manager is buying rotten groceries? And what if half the groceries that the chef has to use are leftovers from the previous chef, i.e. Doug Wilson? So my whole thing, you know, everybody, of course, you, you have your own opinion, but in my opinion, if you're on the Fire Quinn bandwagon, tell me why, because Scotty Bowman isn't winning with this fucking roster. Well, but... So, and this is the thing, like a lot of these people that you're referring to, they are so good at pointing out problems, but they're not good at solving problems Yeah. because you fired David Quinn. Well, and, and they're, then, they're and, good at pointing out easy, you know, it's like, yeah, but oh, you, you saw that. So did I back to you, Randy. Yeah. But okay. So you fired David Quinn. Then, then what? what? You, you hire somebody from the outside or you promote Ryan Warsawski. And then the sharks are going to continue to lose, 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 lose. Yeah. And so you, what you did you fire David Quinn? It, you, the the only time it makes sense to fire David Quinn is if this roster is fucking stacked. Like pick your stacked it, yeah. sharks. If roster it's stacked and, and it's sucks. not performing. Yeah, that's when you fire a coach. But when the they're absolutely terrible, like no. And and the point I give is, um, look at Detroit, right? For Jeff Blaschel was the coach in Detroit for years, and they were brutal all of those years. But it's like, we're not going to fire Jeff Blaschel because what's the point? And then as soon as Detroit management felt like maybe the Red Wings could take a step this year, guess what? Sorry, dude, you're out. Thanks for steering the ship while we were gone. Well, and I still go back to the whole idea of like, look, uh, if if you're somebody that's on the Sharks Facebook fan page, I don't know why you still go on there without a hazmat suit. Uh, dude, <laughs> if you're still on there and you're sitting there whining, bitching, and playing, excuse me, about uh, Quinn, he only has one more year left on his deal. But the other thing is, look, like, the, expand your mind just to scotch. Go from, go from here to here. Go look at Cap Friendly. Where are all the contracts, you know, the vast majority of the other contracts ending, they're all ending after next season. There is a fucking plan. Like Quinn was probably hired to come in, try to write this ship. Let's get the, the culture back to where it needs to be. Let's get the trust. About, and so far, yes, Quinn, evidently from some of the things we've heard from Ferraro, there's failures there, but it's, there's still a massive lack of talent. Let's let's see after 
the end of the 24-25 season when Quinn's contract is up and like so many of these, I mean, like this is LeBanks last season. This is Kakinen's last season. There's, you know, there's a decent amount of people. And Hoffman. then the, yeah, Hoffman. And then the year Declare. following that, it's like, you know, Benning, Burroughs, uh, uh, Blackwood. It's like, go Grandland, look. Yeah. Sturm. Yeah. Kinesia. <laughs> and not to mention the fact that if I remember correctly, I think 24-25 is when Couture's uh, no trade opens up from like three to like 10 teams. You are, drum roll. Somewhat correct. Um. No, uh, it's the same conditions all the way through. No, 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 no. That's not that's not accurate. I know with Hurdle when they announced it, they well, said like I mean, the they said it's an eight year deal, and for like the first two years, it's like a three year no trade, and then after three years, it's a ten team no ten team no trade, and then for the like the last three seasons, it's like anybody can get in. No, could Couture's is a three team no, yes hurdle. list all the way. Hurdle. Oh, oh, you said Couture at first. Oh, I'm sorry. That's my no, bad okay. then. No, no I meant good. Hurdle. I meant Hurdle. Hurdle, yeah. So Hurdle next season is the last year that Hurdle has a full no move clause. And then after next year, it's a three team trade list for three seasons. And then the final two seasons of that deal, uh, it's a fifteen yes list. Yeah. And I think I think Kevin might have made a similar point where it was like, you know, hurdles, no move clause is going to open up to a no trade clause right around the time the Sharks might want to trade him. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. So that you can sit there and go, okay, Joe will, you know, might have, yeah. might have made a good pull there. But either way, my, my point being is that, you know, you've got these, these quote unquote fans that are just, I don't know, wallowing in ignorance. Like they're not looking at the big picture and it just, I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't like, I don't want to sit there and like, you know, go full fucking spray and like, give me the silence or I'm going to fucking delete all these people now. But it's just, come on, man. Like open your eyes a little bit to what's going on. It's, it's, oh, Jesus, fuck. It's a, and you know what, what, what are you going to blame Dave? Here's the whole thing. Are you going to blame Quinn for the fact that between 2013 and 2019, when Quinn was no fucking where to be found with the sharks between 2013 and 2019, the sharks drafted 45 players, only two of those 45 players drafted by the Sharks are still with the franchise and one of them a week ago we all thought was waived for like 30 minutes <laughs> so it's like if you want to throw a pink slip at somebody you can throw it to the scouting or the drafting department I don't understand how the fuck people are oh it's Quinn it's Quinn and again not to be a dick but it's like, if you're blaming Quinn for like the downfall of the team where they're at right now, you're a fucking ignorant moron. You're not paying attention. And again, I, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you need to learn some shit. Like this is that, you know, and it just, 
It's that whole idea. Well, let's just it, the oh the team isn't doing well. Let's blame the coach. Let's not blame the previous general manager that you know gave this coach fuck all to work with. I'm sorry. I'll get off my soapbox now. Go ahead. It, it, Finish it, it up. It, if I was if I was David Quinn, I'd fucking dude. If I was Irish David exit, Quinn, dude, I'd be out of here. <laughs> if I if I was David Quinn, I would have simply not told Joe Pavelski, Jonas Donskoy, and Gus Nyquist to sign elsewhere in 2019. Because right. you know, if, if the you know, if the the people on Facebook want to say that everything is David Quinn's fault, then he shouldn't have told them to not resign here, right? Hello. Clearly. I mean, here's the thing. AJ, let me give you some advice. Oh, we got advice up in here. <laughs> let me see. His, his advice, I'm going to well, say it's, it's four words. Cancel your Facebook account. <laughs> no, that's not advice. That's just a good good business practice. No, no, actually, it's not even advice. It's more of like a motto to live by. <laughs> you know, You know what kind of people argue with stupid people? Other stupid, stupid people. people. Yes. <laughs> no. You know how far that's gotten me in life. <laughs> I I I see all I I see like you know you see all kinds of dumb shit every day and it's like well this person's clearly a an idiot and I'm an idiot if I engage so I'm just not gonna. Well, dude. It, it, uh, yeah, I see I that get, stuff and I I'm get like, your pain. I get your pain though because it's it's, it's just it's like it's annoying. It's, it's willing. Like it's it's a willing ignorance. Like you know, like somebody posts something really ignorant, and you'll get twenty people to fucking you know jump on the bandwagon. Is yes, that is. I can't believe the sharks are doing that. And then meanwhile, you go, the sharks aren't doing that. You're listening to a fucking moron who doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> That's the thing that just drives me insane. I don't know. Like I've, I've lost my will to live on Facebook because <laughs> I used to be, you know, I used to be the guy, you know, at least I tried to be, I tried to, dude, I so tried to be the fucking guy that I would see somebody sharing misinformation and I would comment and go, actually, what you're saying is inaccurate. He, and here is, you know, here's an article that illustrates why what you've just said is not correct or this or blah, blah, blah. And the problem is the vast majority of them, when you point out that they're sharing misinformation, so, oh, well, when I heard about it, you know, the, it sounded right. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. It's just... Dude, just fucking delete the post. It's inaccurate. I've just shown you. It's wrong. Just fucking delete it. Oh, no, no, no. No, everybody, if they, if they, uh, you know, if they look at it, they'll see what I said, but then they'll see your post that says that it's inaccurate. And I'm like, who the fuck is looking at all the comments? And I'm like, yeah, they're going to drill that. You've posted some shit. That is wildly hyperbolic. It's going to gain 40, 50 fucking comments going, oh my God, this is so stupid and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, 
None of it is remotely accurate. And you think that somebody is going to drill down to the 50th comment where AJ comes along and goes, um, yeah, the thing you guys have been arguing about for the last day didn't happen. It's like, no, that's that they're not going to do that. Just fucking delete it. Don't be a dick. Oi! Mm-hmm. Oi! <laughs> I'm telling you. Fuck. Dude, it's just, it's literally one of the things that just drives me batshit fucking crazy when I see all of this sharing of misinformation and when people are literally handed correct information, they they try to walk it back in some bizarre shape or form. Like they can't admit that they got duped. And it's like, dude, nobody's perfect. If they were, they would live in Vegas and they'd be winning bets every day. Like, Not just, everybody can be like me. Yeah, and it's like, and let's be honest, <laughs> social media, dude, you don't even have to fucking own it. You just go in there and hit delete, and it's all gone. Douchebags. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, empty venues. Dude, the, the game that the Sharks played against Florida, holy fuck. Man, there's a lot of empty seats. And, you know, we mentioned last week there was a new ad campaign for the Sharks. It's it's time to return to the tank, which, you know, sounds like you're admitting that there's nobody at the tank. But I can respect that because at least you're being honest and because we have eyes. So I can respect that. But uh, Steve, Adam, and Jesse last week on SDP got into ticket prices and made some points that I think We've been making for a while, including last week. Fans don't have the disposable income they used to. You know, venues keep raising prices on everything, and then they can't figure out why people aren't showing up. You know? And, like, look, if you got something to see, people are going to figure out a way to spend some money. Taylor Swift tickets for selling for tiny, tidy ransoms. People were figuring out a way to go to that. So do we need more honesty and transparency between teams and their fans? Like, hey, look, man, we had a great run for two decades, baby. During that time, we kept raising the prices on you. In 2000, average ticket for a Sharks game was 32 bucks. Now it's 84. Parking back in the day, 10 bucks. Now it's 30. A beer was eight. Now it's 16. But the bill has come due for all of those winning seasons and, you know, Time for the will rebuild, embrace it. And so at that point, you know, do, do they need to roll back prices? Because the last time I looked, there are only 230 people on the planet that have more money than Hasso Plattner. I, you know, if, if he has to roll back prices, 20, 30%, is it really going to change his quality of life? I don't think so. Well, I think the, the, I don't disagree with any of you thing you said, but I I think the problem is that you know why would you why would you give everything a thirty percent haircut when because you know, your team in, is thirty percent worse, right? But you know when the good <laughs> when the good times are rolling, like here's the thing, and and I I fully acknowledge that maybe this doesn't apply to a lot of people, but I think this would apply to. You know, maybe it applies to half, maybe a little more than half, but I'm willing to bet that buying that $18 Coors Light is a lot easier when the Sharks are good. 
You know what I mean? I'm sure it is. But how, how much of it is a kick in the balls when they suck? Right, exactly. You know, like last season, they won eight fucking home games. And to the point that you've made many times over is the way that even with the Google and all that, BART and all that bullshit, the amount of options surrounding the tank, it kind of, you know, it's going to push things in a position to where, like, the Sharks might not have a choice. You know what I mean? Like, if you, you know, you talk about all the time, if you want to get some really good beer, go to Whole Foods. Hey, if you want to get a, if you want a quick bite, like, you know, something that you could eat while you're walking, well, you go downtown, there's a, there's a Taco Bell, or you can go to the Coleman Shopping Center and you can hit up Panda Express or Carl's Jr. You know, if you want something quick, if you want to sit down and have something a bit nicer, go to BJ's. But it's, go but it's to, not even a Go Sharks, to the Brit. But it's not a shark specific thing. I mean, this no, is. But what this... I'm, no, but what I'm saying, the point I'm trying to make in all of this is that the options around the tank have always been better than the options in the tank. And so mm, good point. I think I think eventually the Sharks are going to be forced into a position where they have to do something. And like, you know, to their credit, since these things have been brought to their attention, they've done a very good job at bringing in more diverse options and and more interesting options. The only problem is it's that price point. Like you 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 know, to your point, you wonder why people aren't showing up. Hey, it's cuz the prices are fucked, but at the same time they're not going to lower prices because they know that one day people will pay them and just deal with it whether they like it or not. Well, and see, but that's my whole thing. It's like, look, you want to charge those prices? Charge them. You know, I, whether it's a Taylor Swift concert, it's a hockey game, it's a football game, but you want to charge those ridiculous prices? Charge them. And if people are willing to pay them, they're going to. But my point is when you get to a point like where the Sharks are right now, and I'm just using the Sharks as an example. When you get a team that is not doing well, isn't projected to do well, don't, you know, I like I don't want to hear any fucking whining. You know, there's I don't understand where people, you know, I see that shit on the Sharks Facebook page. It's like, I don't understand why fans aren't at the building. Why aren't they still selling out games? Because they've been fucking priced out, and the product right now is not the most exciting thing to view. You know, it's like nobody, nobody that, when did, when did they win the, uh, the, the president's trophy? What was that? Oh, nine. Yeah. Oh, eight, oh, nine season. Yeah. Like right in that time frame between like oh seven, oh eight, oh nine, oh ten. Dude, I mean, they were on a great streak. Not once did I, did I hear anybody go, oh my God, the sharks are doing so good. I want to pay more for beer. You know, I want to pay more for my ticket because the Sharks are doing so good. So when I right. hear that shit, it's like, I don't understand why people aren't there. Shut the fuck up. You know, and then the other thing to consider, of course, they, they, you know, the Sharks did that whole thing around the, the first two or three rows around the glass that would get you access to their uh, lounge. First BMW lounge, now Sharks lounge or whatever. Maybe you need to like open that shit up a little bit and say, hey, you know what? There's some fans that are like, you know, the the corporate douches. Let's be honest. Corporate douches are like, oh, I'm just here to be seen and like rub elbows with muckety mucks and blah, blah, and go in there. Yeah. But maybe open up some of those seats to like the people that don't want, 
They don't give a shit about included food and bev. They don't, you know, they don't give a, a damn about rubbing elbows with anybody. They're like, no, I'm just, I'm a huge hockey fan. I would like to sit within a couple rows of the glass. And let's go back to the days when like glass seats were 180 bucks. Offer that option where it's like, make all of those seats still 180 bucks or whatever they used to be. But if you want to do that add-on where you get access to the lounge and the food and the bev and the parking that's all inclusive, which let's be honest, you're paying $400 for the seat. It's not all inclusive. You're paying for it. But ugh, like, I don't know. Appeal to that blue collar fan, baby. That's what hockey's all about. All that being said, though, look, the Sharks suck. That's fine. That's what's going to happen. But, you know, if you don't love these 2020 or these uh, 23, 24 Sharks, then you don't deserve the 15, 16 Sharks. You know, it's just kind of it's it's a case of, look, if you don't like them when they're when they're at their worst, then we don't want to hear you talking about them when they're at their best. We've been here. Have you heard of have you heard of this player jerk? Um, I I hope I'm pronouncing the name correctly. J Joe Thornton, is that what his name is? Uh, I couldn't tell you. Never actually heard of him. I only became a Sharks fan last week. I think his name is Joe Thornton. He, he used to play for the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, and the Panthers. Um, either way, he decided to call it a career earlier this week, uh, posting out a video that literally could have probably been added to his OnlyFans account because it was topless. But uh, evidently, Joe Thornton has finally decided to file the paperwork and retire. Um, some have, have, have said, many people are saying, the Sharks will not do any ceremony for Jumbo this season because he's just now announced that. Uh, let's see how that plays out. Because it's not like the Sharks don't have a history of springing news at the last minute. And we don't know when, you know, Jumbo told the shark Jumbo may have told the sharks that, oh yeah, I'm I'm retired. Like that's why I'm hanging out around the CUDA and around the sharks and and I'm wearing a suit and a tie and blah blah blah. Jumbo may have come to peace with this five, six, seven months ago. It's just that he's finally made it official. Even in his video, he was like, a lot of people are asking me, you know, have you retired? I thought you guys would have figured it out by now, but yeah, I'm retired. So for for the people that are saying, oh yeah, they're probably not going to do anything this, this season. I'm just saying. The Sharks have a history of like, I don't know, keeping shit close to the vest. We'll see what happens. Maybe there will be something this season. Jerk, I have to ask you a question, and this was something that was going around on our DMs. Martin Jones, if I remember correctly, is this the final year of him making the big money, and then after this year, it goes 1.6, 1.6, 1.6? Yes, correct. Okay, if you know he has been relegated to the Marlies in Toronto, 
he's clearly not going to get a look. If Chief decides that after the end of this season or before this season ends, if Jones says, okay, clearly I'm not going to get a look. I'm, uh, you know, I'm done. If Chief files the paperwork, are the shark like the sharks still? I I would totally agree. The sharks still have to pay him out what is left in the buyout. But if he fucking pulls the ripcord on the retirement, are the sharks still on the hook for the one point six cap wise, or does that free up their space? Because that's huge. No, they they would they would be on the hook for it because it's it's guaranteed money that's owed to him. No, no, no but that's what I'm saying. Like the sharks would still have to pay him. But yes, and it would still it would still count against the salary cap over those those same three years. Yes. Oh, is it because I thought that Lacey posted something different in the DMs? Um, or did I read it incorrectly? Because it looked as if a player files the the retirement paperwork. It's like you'll still get the money, but all of a sudden you get cap relief if you're the team that is still on the hook for multiple seasons. Uh, yeah, well, is this something that we need to bring up next week? No, you're, no, you know what, you know, you're right. I was, I was getting it confused with, um, I was getting it confused with like, uh, when guys who are on retained salary, like when they get bought out, um, cause like, like, so a prime example is, so Oliver Ekman Larson was bought out by the Canucks this past summer. So. Obviously, the Canucks get a buyout penalty for buying out Oliver Ekman Larson, but the retained salary penalty that the Arizona Coyotes were dealing with also shrinks down at the same rate that the Canucks buyout penalty would be. Um, And then there was also a situation where, you know, when Luongo retired, the Canucks and the Panthers, they had cap penalties because of the age he was when he signed his contract. But gotcha. uh, so yeah, I was confusing it, but yeah, that yeah, the you're right that that number would drop off. But again, let me let me pose this question for you. Oh, po- dude, pose it. If I if I said to you, if I said to you, Say hey, it. if if I said to you, hey AJ, um, we are going to pay you me me and my me and my stipends organization me and my organization here, we <laughs> we are we are going to pay you seven and a half million dollars over the next four years. And all you have to do is not file retirement papers. Why would you? I of course I would not. He could he could not sign another contract and go dick off somewhere else for four years. Sure. Hey, don't don't file those papers and you're still not retired. Hell yeah. So. All right. So so let let so let's get back to the point. So if Martin Jones retires this season, are the Sharks going to? recoup that 1.6 over the next three years based on that understanding he would yes that's fucking awesome but i i think expect i think that thinking that's going to happen like i think you'd be more likely to meet santa claus to I, be dude, you, you don't think that jones is like ready to hang him up dude like he he's well, barely why? hanging on well i'm just saying he's barely okay i get this he's barely hanging on with the marlies so he's what? got a job he, why he's he got okay okay so let's just say the Marlies say, okay, um, yeah, we have other pieces in the pipeline. We don't have room for you. They cut him loose. He still has two more seasons. So what? He, he, 
he's just going to is it is it the case that the sharks can't recoup any of that if he files or, uh, you know if he doesn't file the paperwork like he he can literally sit on his couch for the next 3 years is that what it is like you would think there would be something in that agreement that says okay he has to play hockey for at least some sort of professional league in order for us to still pay him or not no not pay him he earned his money but for it to count against the cap no because the thing is, even if you're not signed to a contract if you're not officially retired you're always technically considered available to play or available <sighs> to sign Jesus, it feels like Toronto probably has a uh, Zamboni driver. That could get that I mean, uh, the 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 best example of this, <laughs> the best example of this would be um, Christian Erhoff. You're one of your favorite defensemen. Oh he, yeah, he was Super he was favorite. bought out. He was bought out by the Buffalo Sabers in the summer of 2014, and he's set to get paid by them until uh, the summer of 2028. Well, I was going to say and, like until I die. Right. And so he, you know, after, um, you know, after, uh, you know, he was bought out in 2014, you know, he played two more NHL seasons and then he went to play for Germany and he played in the Olympics and then he didn't play for five seasons. And then only this year he came back and he's playing in Germany's second tier league. <laughs> and, but even though he didn't play for five years, he was still skating. He was still technically available to play, you know, because he didn't file the paper. Christ Almighty! And he did come. He's back. He's, you know, he's <sighs> he's playing. So all right, let's uh, let's move on to the NHL at large. Uh, league source confirmed the the ban on pride tape for NH play, NHL players has been rescinded. So that lasted all of two weeks. I mean, dude. Negative PR for two weeks to open up the season. Like, what a waste. Like, I don't even get that. Like, explain to me why that was even a problem. Well, in, in true NHL fashion, they have, you know, their finger is nowhere near the pulse <laughs> of what's going on with their fans. And <sighs> so, you know, they thought that they were eliminating a distraction but they in turn created a bigger but, distraction yes. and a, with a stupid decision. how many how many players are in the uh, are there in the nhl somewhere between 750 and 800 yeah and so they were kowtowing to like the the what to the four 10 not even 10 it's like four yeah so it was, well no it was like the the twins rhymer i think there was like seven or eight it was no more than 10. I will say that. But it was, uh, dude, can we start like grooming another NHL commissioner already? Please, like 30 years, that's long enough, dude. Like, we, can we get term limits like we should have in politics? It's, it just drives me crazy. Um, the frozen frenzy last Tuesday. What'd you think about that, dude? Did you partake with. Every game, you know, starting like within 15 minutes. I partook as much as I could. Um, I thought it was a really cool idea. Like I thought it's something that should have been done <laughs> like years 10 ago. years ago. <laughs> um, I think it's really cool. I, I definitely think it's a choice to do it on a Tuesday. Uh, dude, um, on a Tuesday, 
on NBA's opening night on the night that Major League Baseball has a Game 7. Now, to be fair, Major League Game 7, you know, Major League Baseball having a Game 7 that night, that's not something you could predict when you were putting that shit together. But NBA's opening night, oh, dude, that was well known, and you still decided to go, yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's go. If you ask me, that should be the setup every Saturday. Uh, Frenzy? Frozen Frenzy? Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. completely agree with you. And during the playoffs. Oh, hell yeah. But... I, you know, I thought Frozen Frenzy was, uh, you know, it was a fun idea having all the staggered starts and everything like that. Uh, anybody that's in the chat right now, you know, for, for the, uh, the 80 something, you know, people that are with us right now, did you like Frozen Frenzy? I, I got a kick out of it, but you know what? I would get a bigger kick out of, I would take this idea over Frozen Frenzy. I want a secondary audio option that's what i want i want the option where you know uh, for those of us who watch shows on tv that sometimes they have that little button where you hit it and it says secondary audio option generally it's for the people who speak spanish and so that's awesome and so they can watch american shows but that has a uh spanish uh what is it dub yeah, Spanish dub, you know, you have people going through the show, explaining it essentially in Spanish. My whole thing, I want NHL games. I want to be able to pay money where I can say, you know what? I want to watch this game. I don't want to hear the play-by-play. I don't want to hear the color guy. You know what I want to hear? I just want to hear the microphones that are attached to the glass that are focused on the ice. I want to hear the microphones that are on the referees, if there are any players that are on there, any of that stuff. That's what I want to hear, and I would pay good money for that. And you know what? Stuff like that, that would lead to family-friendly moments such as this. Thinking about going over comes Johnson. You get the fucking power play. You get the power play. Get the fuck out of here. No, no, no. He was right there. I love that. You're getting a fucking power play. You're getting a power play. Get the fuck out of here. Dude. Tell me you don't get a kick out of that when you're watching a game and you hear, like, you know, the the quote unquote, uh, you know, obscene language. Yeah, I definitely think. Getting... It just it it lends a little bit of reality to it. Yeah, I mean, it, people love like they love seeing how the sausage is made. You know what of I mean? Of course. So I think anything that can kind of open up the intrigue like that, I think is gonna. I think people would really eat it up. Dude, not only that, but Pavelski dealing in a game this past week against the Penguins. Wes McCauley, I mean, let's be honest. Wes McCauley, come on. This is the guy who's like, you know, he got five minutes for fighting. You know, (laughs) like he's the guy when he makes that call, he puts a little extra into the call and I God love him for it. But let's, let's talk about this for a second. Come up with it. Hawkenpah does. 
Passing for Johnson. Dude, Wes McCauley out there. I owe you a beer. Do you remember like a week and a half ago when like D'Angelo like got fucking screened by an official, ended up like getting a 10-minute misconduct because he like lost his shit? Meanwhile, you know, Pavelski runs into the official and it's like, oh, I, and the official goes, oh, hey, I owe you a beer. Like, what a fucking difference between Pavelski and D'Angelo, dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Jesus. Uh, speaking of Pavelski, though, he did get his 1,000th NHL point this past week, which, of course, of course, would spark the great debate. What jersey does Pavelski decide to retire in? And I think it's a good debate only because he's not playing on a team that sucks. He's playing on a team that some people are saying, or, you know, many people are saying, could get to the cup this season. If Pavelski wins, just say, hy hyperbolically, <laughs> hyperbole, all of that. If Pavelski won the cup with Dallas this year, what jersey do you think he's retiring in? Um, Take into the history, everything. I got to say, dude, if I'm Pavelski, I hate to say it, I'm retiring in a, in a Stars jersey. I hate to I say it. I don't know. I don't think so. You think you think he would go Sharks? Well, yeah. I mean, it's the team that's drafted him. He spent a majority of his career there. He's much more ingrained with this team than he... I mean, he's a big part of Dallas, but he's not like... But... But, he's not he's not, you know, the a franchise icon in Dallas the way that he is here. I I I would totally agree with you, but then I also wonder and this is just me throwing it out there, does Pavelski hold any ill will of not getting that third year on the deal that he wanted and just saying, you know, no. Um, see, th this is the whole thing. If he finishes his career in Dallas, does not win the cup, then I would agree with you. I go, nah, he'll probably retire as a shark. If he wins a cup in Dallas, I would, I would bet money he retires as a star. And again, I think part of that is, you know, it's like thousand point as a star winning the cup as a star and the stars gave him that contract that he wanted. And for whatever reason, you know, reason, Doug Wilson said, you know, balked at that third year. Well, if he does have any ill will towards the Sharks at this point, I think he needs to get over it because the, the <laughs> well, because the people that he would theoretically have this ill will towards are no longer here. Um, yeah, but could be an org thing i don't know we'll we'll see how it all plays out it's it's something to put a pin in uh a message to the edmonton oiler fans i know you guys are sweating a slow start but you guys are going to play the sharks in two weeks so that'll probably turn things around uh tweet of the week oh man tweet of the week this is a good one we, we got a twofer uh fanatic sucks we know that 
And so evidently, you can see the chief here in the photo, they ordered a Florida Panthers long sleeve shirt and somehow ended up with a Carolina Panthers sweatshirt. Welcome to Fanatics. That's all I'm saying. Then, on top of that, over this past week, evidently Drake, the rapper, is part of a, uh, I don't know, some sort of apparel company called OVO, who have put out uh, a line of jackets, sweatshirts, and hoodies. Uh, the jacket's only going to cost you 700 I mean, who doesn't have 700 you know, laying in their back pocket? Who doesn't want seven, you know, blow $700 on a, on a jacket that's not even leather? And then, you know, oh, you know what? The jacket's too much. I'll just go with a hoodie. Oh, no, no, no. No, the hoodie's going to be 200 A sweatshirt. A, a sweatshirt. A fucking sweatshirt. Look at this, $167 for a fucking, uh, jerk, have you ever spent more than $30 on a sweatshirt? I'm surprised you think I've ever bought a sweatshirt in my That's, life. Okay, well, I mean, have you ever lived in an area where it gets a little cold? Uh, No, I'm not somebody <laughs> who gets cold. But are you now, fucking kidding me with these prices? Dude, a sweatshirt for $167, the only thing that's different from a regular sweatshirt they just stitched a goddamn logo on the front are you fucking kidding where are you buying your sweatshirts at uh i don't wear sweatshirts because i don't get cold there you go and then red wings the last time i looked look in the upper right hand corner of the descriptions detroit red wings Three separate words. Look at the engraving on the on the on the jacket. Detroit Red Wings. All one or Red Wings. All one word. Somehow, not two words. Just one. So I think my point is Drake and uh, fanatics can go fuck themselves. I think that's where we're at. So Fair. yeah, just wanted to share that with you. So um, oh fuck. I look at it. There's another team. Ooh, Barracuda. Uh, so the Barracuda played three this week. They went, uh, Jesus Christ. It was 0-3-0, and right? <laughs> it was like they uh, lost on Wednesday to Henderson and then got fucking ass-raped 8-2 to yesterday. And then uh, was it? An overtime today, or was it just before overtime? Um, I know, ugh, I know they were leading. Yeah, they the were game. leading at one point, and then they gave it up. Either way, something to be concerned about. The times that the CUDA have lost—it was a regulation lost. See, there you go, the, dude. That's something to be just like the Sharks. Be concerned about having the lead and not being able to finish it off, just like the Sharks. So. Follow Teal Town USA, Ian Reed, of course, on the Twitty, the Tweety, the XE, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Ian Reed is going to have you down. If you're interested in that CUDA stuff, he's going to throw those tweets out there that have live gifts of 
all the scoring plays and everything is and and let's be honest, Ian has some pretty, pretty solid, shall we say, hot takes. <laughs> he has something to say. So let's move into prize time, dude. Um, what did we? What was last week? Was well, it was combined safe percentage? Yes. That's the that's the um. That's the winner that's for the, last week, right? No, combined safe percentages is the well. That's the prize that we're giving out tonight. So I guess it would be for the yes. games we just talked about. Yeah. So for the, the the four games this week, and what was it? It was the three for Blackwood, one for Kakinen. Um. Yeah. Technically, yes. Three starts for Blackwood and one start for Kakinen, but Kakinen did. Yeah, he got here in two games. Yeah. So and Kakinen's numbers in relief of Blackwood do count. Just so everybody's in the know. Yeah. Absolutely. So combined save percentage on the week. You guys want to win that prize. Uh, I mean, hold on here. I got, I got your drum roll. All right. What's, what's the drum roll dude? Who, who, what is the name? Who, what is the name of the person who won the prize this week? So, or the email, or whatever. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, we don't want to call anybody out. No government names. The combined save percentage for this week: four games, three starts for Black uh, Blackwood, one start for Kakinen, plus a relief appearance for Kakinen. The combined save percentage for this week was, if you can believe it, nine thirteen. Dude, this is all I'm saying, man. Like they're getting league average goaltending, and they suck. You know, like imagine if they got this goaltending last year. Nine thirteen is nine thirteen is higher than league average. <laughs> league, ever, league average, league average was, was nine ten. It was nine ten for the longest time, and then <laughs> since since goal scoring has increased the last three years, league average goaltending is now like nine oh seven. Oh Jesus! Um, nine thirteen save percentage this week. The winner, who by the way, this was the highest guess as well. So kudos to you. The winner was, and I'm just I'm gonna say their name only because it's how they signed their email to me. Um, Brandon, Brandon Workman. Love you it. are our you are our big winner. They said 908 save percentage. Nice. Which again, the highest guess among the 16 that we got, and it was the closest, obviously. All right. Awesome. So, and this is the mystery prize pack in case you ever anybody forgot. <laughs> so, Brandon, congratulations. Uh, well, again, we do this every Sunday uh, for the entire season that we're here for the uh, for the puck <laughs> or until we run out of stuff. <laughs> uh, no, oh, we're not running out of anything. Let me let you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a trick. That's a, that's a trick point. <laughs> so, congratulations to you, Brandon. We have another one to open up for this. This coming uh, week. Unfortunately, the Sharks only played two games. Vancouver on th- on Thursday. I'm sorry. I totally mispronounced that. The Canucks. Because we don't need Puck Guy coming in here saying, did someone say? <laughs> so they play the Canucks. Uh, but next Saturday... Uh, your favorite defenseman and my most hated defenseman, Eric Carlson, returns with the Pittsburgh Penguins next Saturday. So only two games this week. So it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult. 
Your answers must be submitted this coming week. Um, so if it's a Thursday game, it's probably going to start up. So four o'clock Thursday. Does that sound good to you, sir? Yep, that's fine. And just in case anybody's wondering, Thursday is November 2nd. There you go. Thursday, November 2nd, 4 o'clock Pacific. Answers have to be in to be entered into the weekly giveaway. And this coming week, the question is, and we're only going to do, you know, we're the... We only do multiple winners for specialties. This one, it's going to be one only. And if we have multiple winners, unfortunately, we're going to have to throw your names in a hat and blah, blah, blah. Shots on goal. This coming week, the Sharks play Vancouver and Pittsburgh. How many shots on goal over those two games will the Sharks tally? Enter now. Hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com. You can also, do, do you take Twitter entries as well? Yep, Twitter or email, whatever works. There you go. So email hockeyjerk10 at gmail.com on Twitter if you don't enjoy email for whatever reason. Uh, hockey underscore jerk. That's how you can hit them up. But that's your entry. Entries must be here November 2nd, 4 o'clock. There you go. And again, total shots on goal you think the Sharks will have over two games against Vancouver and Pittsburgh. You might get a bobblehead. You might get a lunchbox. You might get a jersey. We don't know. It's all going to be fun. So there you go. Uh, Moving on to the bets. Um, Sir, uh, would you care to win a, a, a bet against me? Uh, I don't need to win a bet against you because I'm winning my bets that have real money on the line. Oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, Have we not been betting real money? (laughs) No, I'm just messing with you. I was going to say, dude, okay, so EK, you lost that one. He should have been in teal. You lost that. Cunning, you said, would score. He did not. And then you said the show, you set the over under at two and a half and took the over. I took the under and. Like we talked about last week, I said, do you want to reconfigure that to two and a half points? And you're like, you know, you giggled, but if you had still taken the over, you would have lost on that. So you, you owe me $15 right now, sir. And again, we could come to January and you're like, okay, this week, LeBanc's going to have three points. I'm going to go, what? And motherfucker will pull a hat trick. We don't know. Just because I owe you fifteen dollars, like that could change. It's it, a it could. It, but, it's a but, net situation. It's it's a net. But can we can we both agree that you owe me fifteen dollars? Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, I signed my name on the dotted line, and that's fine. I'm a I'm a man of integrity here. There, there you go. I still think that I'm gonna win the um, attendance rec or uh, the attendance bet before the end of the year. I might win the attendance bet before Thanksgiving, but we'll see what happens. So here's the thing here. I, here's what I said on top at the top of the show. What I said at the top of the show is, you know, I might lose a bunch of bets, but sure. I never, but I will never make a stupid bet. Uh, dude, the bets that you made, those very easily could have paid off. Like right. EK 
could, still could have been here. We don't know. Cunning. I mean, dude, Jewels had your back, dude. She thought that I was going to lose that. And then, okay, no. So this week. Okay, that one I might have to like fuck with you a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think you had it. So coming up this week. Uh, oh, my God. The month of Sucktober is going to be in the rear view, thankfully. The Sharks will start November. Just two games until we join you again next Sunday. Uh, they're going to play the Canucks on Thursday. They're going to play the Pittsburgh Penguins and Eric Carlson next Saturday. Of course, we're going to be back with you next Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Uh, so after putting the O in October, let's see if the Sharks can put the no in November, as in no offense, no defense, no scoring, no possession. No, well, you get the you get the picture. So on Twitter, you can follow the jerk man. He's right out there for you at hockey underscore jerk. Um, I'm at AJ underscore strong. Don't feel a need to follow me. I'm fine. Just just follow Teal Town USA, and we're all good. But remember to subscribe to the YouTube. YouTube channel, leave your take in the comments section of this video if you weren't able to join us live. And to the couple people, dude, jerk man, there are a couple people last set Sunday left some very, very nice comments about us. That was Good. cool. Appreciate you, man. Respect that. That was very cool. We appreciate that, man, because, because. I do a lot of work on this and jerk really doesn't do anything except show up. So I appreciate that. Hey, you know, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I bring what matters most. You know what I mean? Oh, damn. All right. He's not wrong. People. He's not wrong. So you can find links to our social media podcast apps and more included in the show notes. You can get everything on tealtownusa.com. If you want access to that VIP discord party again, at hockey underscore jerk on Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, then fucking get it. Because that's the only way you're going to get hockey jerk in line with you. Remember to check out or, After Dark. Oh, or. What? Because I've had a couple I've had a couple people who have run into Puck Guy at a Sharks game. Oh, and been shit. Like, and been like, been like <laughs> hey, I don't have Twitter, but can you tell Jerk to let me in? And then Puck Guy will let me know. That's cool. Okay, we, there you we go. Can, we can make that work. So if you're fortunate enough to run into a uh, puck guy, I won't do it. If you run into me, don't ask because I don't know. <laughs> but uh, remember to check out After Dark following every single Sharks game this season. So two games coming up this week. Oh, boy, Vancouver and Pittsburgh. I mean, what are you thinking? I mean... Fucking oh ten and eleven. Um, I I think they'll win one and lose one. I'm not gonna say which ones. Yeah, but, but dude, the the law of averages has bitten you in the dick <laughs> the last two weeks. Like, you're really gonna pull that off? Hey, man, you know, I, uh, <laughs> stranger things have happened. I'm just saying, you know, it's uh, like I said, I don't make uh, you know, I might make incorrect bets, but I don't make stupid bets. <laughs> oh. Callie cruising. Just follow jerk. 
That's the way to play it, baby. So, so Van, Van, Vancouver and Pittsburgh. So, what you saying? The uh, you think the Sharks will beat Vancouver? Then I'm not saying who. You'll have to find out. Oh, next you, week. you think they just both go to OT? No. Here's what's going to happen. You'll right. find out next there, week. There are four seven. possible points to get. You're saying the Sharks are going to get two of them? Uh, at least two. And of course, the thing I want to ask you is, can we put some scratch on that? No. Oh, have you got you've gotten tired of me taking your money and pushing you in your locker? No, see, I, I just don't, <laughs> you know. Here, because here's the thing, like, oh, there's the thing. Well, because you know, if if I take this bet and when I win, like, I <laughs> like puck, I puck, I just whipped up these brand new graphics. Oh, for hold us, on, what, what, what did puck guy get involved in this? Hold this on, between me and you, puck, chief. Puck guy whipped up these nice new graphics for us, and if I take, if I win this bet, when I win this bet, if I were to take it, he's gonna have to whip up new graphics with a smaller box because your head will have shrunk. Oh! (laughs) Then take the bet, my friend. Yeah, we have till Thursday. I'll let you know. So, oh no, no, no! It's got to be on the air, bro. Hey, you know what? Uh, my voice appears in more places the, than the, here. No, no, no. No, no, no. The Sharks have the opportunity to pick up four points this week. Okay, and what's your point? <laughs> okay, so you I I will I will put money they pick up one or less. Okay, I'll say two or more. You'll say two or more. Yeah. Crispy Finn? Sure. There we go. All right, we got another bet. So this is another thing. Besides giving out awesome prizes all the season, you can sit there and uh, keep tallies with us that uh, all the bets that um, Jerkman and I are going to place. Sound good? Sure. All right. So thank you so much for spending your Sunday, uh, yet another Sunday evening. Happy Halloween to everybody. And next Sunday, I will just say, adjust your clocks correctly because we don't want to come on a, uh, I don't know, an hour earlier or an hour later. Adjust your clocks. I'd love to come on an hour earlier. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude, I would love that. In fact, I think, aren't we going to because it falls back? Well, that's more of a body clock thing as opposed to a... Uh, That's true. That's true. Yeah, so we're not going to be on at 6, to the dismay of Hockey Jerk. We will not be on at 6 next week. But we shall be on 7 Pacific. Adjust your clocks correctly. Happy Halloween to everybody. And before we get out of here, Halloween, I got to ask you, Jerk Man. Yes. Your favorite all-time Halloween candy. Well, like, let me like what's your go to, dude? Let me get some clarification here because this is a debate. All right, we single Reese's. Like you're not getting the whole fucking okay, four so stack you, thing. So, so that's my question. You do you? Because I know some people don't. Do you? Some consider, do. Some do the single consider, Reese that is like this big, or they do like the little tiny Reese. You know what I mean? No, but what I'm saying is, do you consider chocolate to be candy? That's my question. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. hold on, hold on. Hold on, before we get there, John John sliding in with the super shit. Dude, I love John John. He's like, no, 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 these fuckers aren't going off air until I like donate. 
Like, I'll subsidize the bet either way. Hell yeah! <laughs> also, shout shout out to John John, obviously for the donation. Thank you so much. But also, shout out to John John because they are consistently the first entry in our weekly contest. Not uh, really. He like hit you up on the email like uber quick. Dude, I literally, as you were talking, I opened my email and I already had one from him. Did John John? I'm just saying, dude. We might just need to like send you something as like, even if you don't win, like you're consistently here. You consistently bring awesome uh, donations on the chat and everything. And you're just like, obviously just super cool human being. We're just going to have to like get you, dude, the next time you enter a contest, send jerk your uh, postal information so we can just send you something. Anyway, Halloween there's candy. A, Before we get some, out of here, well, really quick. So I want to. Somebody in the chat is saying, "Wasn't this week's save percentage nine eight ninety six? So somebody's bringing that to the attention, and I want to do. We're going to do a forensic audit here. Was it, hold on, where is this? I'm looking for it. I don't see this. Second oh, oh Mark. And I believe I believe the confusion here. And I'm going to double check. If I'm wrong, I'm going to look like Run those numbers, baby. But I believe where the confusion is, is they might not be including uh, Kakanen's save percentage in relief of Blackwood. Okay. That might be the confusion. I'm going to double check, of course. I was going to say, if you're playing the uh, the game to win prizes... Let me let you know. Jerk knows how to run his numbers, big time. So and 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 you know, in, if I'm wrong, I will I will eat that. No problem. Yeah, I have no I have no problem eating. And that, if he but... fucked up, we'll send multiple prizes to multiple people. That's the way we roll it here. Yeah, fear not. You know, if I ended up being wrong, like Brandon, you will still get something. So don't yeah. worry about it. Brandon and uh, who who is this? Mark. Uh, well, if there is a different winner, whoever yeah. it is. Um, just, you know what? To... Well, we don't want to bore you. No, 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 dude. I'm literally almost done. Just wait. <laughs> I don't want to bore anybody with like, we can bring it up next week, but no, 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 no. We're going to do this. Now. Okay. Well, while he's doing the, that, the I fans, will... no, no, don't go anywhere. I'm no, 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 no. I'm not going anywhere. Can, can I, can I, okay. Can I talk about my favorite Halloween candy? Yeah. Sure. It's, well, it's... I didn't say mine. It was peanut butter cups. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it's, it's the, uh, those little Ooh. fucking golden wrapped. Uh, of course it's the Reese's peanut butter, you know, those little, like, Oh my God. Something about chocolate and peanut butter. I have so to, good. I, I do have to. Okay. Mark Mantis is correct. There was a accounting error on Uh-oh. my part. Ruh-roh. Counting error on my part. 896 is the correct number. My oh. apologies, friends. Happens. Oh, dude, no but respect to Mark for calling you out and getting the number right, dude. That's awesome. We love that. That's all good. Dude, that's and... what we... Hey, hey, you know what? On this podcast, facts matter. Yeah, they do. And so shout out to Mark Mantis. Thank you so much for bringing that to our attention. Dude, that's awesome, dude. I, uh, I, I fucked up the math somewhere. It happens. <laughs> um, now, but... Dude, all the other prizes we've given out. Oh, they fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, Brandon Workman will work. You know, you're still going to get something. You're the, yes, you know, you're the uncrowned winner. It's okay. Yes. The real winner. And I know, I know, 
I know this person is going to be really happy that they're the winner because oh, they told me as much. Is it Jessica? It's our buddy, our buddy Jerry F. Who? Jerry. Oh, Jerry F. Down in SoCal. Hell yeah. yeah. He he said to me in his email, you know, I really hope I really want to win something for my son. Oh, and that's so, so awesome. Yeah. So the fact that it ended up being Jerry F. Shout out to Mark Mantis for the accounting correction and for helping out Jerry's son. Hell yeah, dude. Good looking out, man. Good Mark, thank you. That is so I cool. Reali- I realize I've been saying Mark Mantis and it's Mark Mantia, but <laughs> hey, but Mark I'm sorry, but Mark Mantis might be a good like superhero or wrestler names. You might Hell need to yeah. think about that. <laughs> dude wear the belt yeah there you go. <laughs> dude that's so awesome all right uh so for me it's the reese's that's yep, that's too. that's number you know numero uno dude reese that you know those little tiny gold things oh, oh. Mm. Mm. second in line what's second in line for you? if that's your number one what's second in line i might I might have to sit there and go, you know, like the little uh, fun size Snickers. I do like me a Snickers. What are you thinking? Like, because I think you're probably going to change my mind. Um, I'm so I'm not super into chocolate. It's why I asked you if you consider chocolate candy. I'm not super into chocolate. Like, oh, I like no, Re- I, I, Reese's. Like Reese's are number one by and large, but then beyond that, it's like Kit Kat, and then I'm not really into any other kind of chocolate. See, but I'm on not the... a, I'm not a big Kit Kat fan, but my wife she loves Kit Kats. So I like Kit Kats. I also think everybody that's watching, you know, we're about to uh, sign off on the cast, but you know, there's like 70 people. Do me a favor, throw in your face. Like if you're walking around your neighborhood with the with the pillow you know the the pillow bag and everything what what are you looking if you say raisins just stop watching this podcast stop (laughs) stop but you're walking around with that pillowcase what are you totally fucking juiced up you like you see somebody drop that in you're like hell yeah it's Reese's dude (laughs) dude that's yeah that's my whole thing it's Dude, and it's you know what I gotta say, whether it's the little Reese's cups, the big, the you know, the big fatties, or even if it's Reese's pieces, I'm not I, I, pieces. Oh, dude, I loves me some peanut butter chocolate. I don't care what form it's in. You know, um, the thing is, like the candy. Uh, aside from peanut butter cups and Kit Kats, the candy that I really like is candy that, like, I know I don't know about anybody else, but like. My parents were really strict when it came to Halloween candy. Like everything was fucking put through like TSA security check. <laughs> oh, um, well, dude. Right here. Like Twanskui. Full size Snickers. See, I don't like Snickers bars. Oh, I, I see. I like I like some, some Snickers. I told you. Shark's last. Dude, almond joy. You know see, what? I love I love me some chocolate and some coconut and some, you know, little almond. But I don't See, know what it is. I'm kind of not eh. so not so mid major. Not so mid major is spe- more speaking my language on the candy. Um, you know, I'm like, what was that? Oh, sour patch. Yeah, dude, sour patch. The watermelon sour patch kids might be the best non chocolate candy out there. Really? Yeah. Oh, dude, dude, we got tear running, dude. Cadbury cream egg, dude. That's an Easter thing, bro. Hey, candy is candy. (laughs) 
no, but like Rocky you know, like, Road Bar, dude. I hate those. I've never even heard of that, so. dude. No, dude. It's it's like a chocolate covered marshmallow something. About, dude, I I'm just not a fan of marshmallows. Oh, dude, how is coming in? My favorite toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, better question. Hold on, molasses. Almond joys are fire, and then Darius coming in hot with the fucking donation. Thank you. Three musketeers. I am so not a musketeers guy. <laughs> Milky Way of musketeers can't do it, man. Too much Shout out nougat. To Darius, super chat. Yes, but too much nougat. Uh, puck guy says Reese's pieces. All right, what's your what's your jam? You're saying? What's the weirdest? I'm not, and I'm not gonna say candy. What's the weirdest thing you've gotten for Halloween? Uh, I have two, so I'll go. Ahead. I mean, I've 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 literally gotten like a little tiny box of um of uh raisins. I okay. thought that I thought that was a little odd. The other one that I literally got like it, it was wrapped in plastic was like ten dimes. Okay, wrapped in plastic. Which, so both of those things, and then um, uh, an apple. Okay. And yeah, I think that my, I'm sure that I got something really odd. And oh, Jerry F, shout out. Thank you. You know, another great show. Thank you. Um, in fact, you know what? I got to, uh, you know, I got to bounce out of the screen for a minute. Can I show you guys my, uh, my Halloween costume? Is that okay? Sure. Okay. So you give us like your top five, top ten. I have to um, drop the kids. No, I, I, no, I don't have to drop the kids at the pool. But take a leak and get my costume on. I want to hear your top ten candies, dude. If you say raisins, I'm gonna have a problem. <laughs> but I'll so be right for, back. So for me, so I asked AJ the weirdest thing he's ever gotten for me. Like I said, I have two which, by the way, I want to make sure we hit this. I don't have the ability to put it on the screen, but I'm going to mention it. Uh, Jerry F., shout out for the Super Chat. Thanks, guys. Another great show. Thank you so much, Jerry, for the Super Chat. Darius, I know we mentioned it, but thank you again for the Super super Chat. Easy enough to say. John John, thank you for the Super Chat. Obviously, if you Super Chat us, that's the best way to get your message uh, out in the open. Uh, so I asked AJ what the weirdest thing he got in Halloween was, and... Uh, for me, like I said, there's two. The first one I got, this one definitely falls into the weird category. I got a like snack size or vending machine size, whatever you want to call it, like a snack size bag of Fritos, which don't get me wrong, I like Fritos, but for Halloween, it's 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 kind of weird. Um, and then the other weird situation i guess maybe gross is probably a, a more appropriate term i go to uh you know go knock on the door do the whole you know song and dance trick-or-treat whatever and guy like reaches over grabs I'm, I'm assuming he's gonna grab just a handful of candy or whatever grabs a handful of like loose open candy corn drops it in my bag my pillowcase and then licked his fingers to get the residue of the candy corn off his fingers. I guess they were sticky. He must have been eating some before we came up. 
And so I didn't think anything of the time other than candy corn is gross. And having strict parents, they were like, you're not eating anything that's open. But thinking about it as an adult, that guy licked his fingers after dropping the candy corn in my pillowcase. How many times did he do that before I came and did he wash his hands? Right. And so glad I didn't eat the candy corn, obviously. Um, that, like I said, I guess that's one weird one for you, one gross one for you. Um, I definitely also say, you know, there's a lot of debate about what you bring with you when you go trick-or-treating. I was always a pillowcase uh, kid, you know, just because you could carry more items in it. And, you know, I did hate how the pillowcases didn't have handles, but I loved being able to carry a lot more candy than what a, you know, just standard plastic pumpkin would allow. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, Halloween was always... When I was a kid, Halloween was always one of my favorite times of year. Um, now, as an adult, it's a little bit different. You feel more guilty eating candy, but you know, don't think I have a don't think I don't have a stash here on the old desk. Um, looks like AJ is coming back. We're gonna yeah, get okay, to see what okay. this alleged costume is. Okay, hold on, hold on. I gotta cover. AJ cover. knows that I haven't eaten dinner, and he's still going on and on and on. Oh, <laughs> what? What? Oh shit. Okay, I gotta cover. Okay, we're we're going to give away a prize. Is that a vaccine card? Like, what no, is no, that? no, no, no. We're going to give away a prize. Okay. There, I am dressed up. My Halloween costume could be considered whatever your um your take is. I am dressed up as potentially one of two characters from a movie. The first person. I see in the comments, I don't care which name it is. If you nail it, you're going to win. All right. We ready? Jerk? Yeah, do it. Here we go. Oh, I know who you are. Just saying. Let's see. No, no, no. The character, not the fucking movie. <laughs> I got the backwards cap. I got the shirt on. What the fuck? Come on, man. Let's see. I, I want to see a name. See, look, look. Everybody's sitting there like fucking dialing it up on Google and shit. They're like, what the fuck are the names of those characters? Okay, we have it. And Brett, Brett has nailed it. Dante. Nope, nice. not Silent Bob, not Silent Bob. Silent Bob never wore a fucking quick stop shirt. It was Dante or Randall. Those were the two names that you had. And actually, it should have been Randall, but I'll give it to you. Brett nailed it. Dante, Dante, he was in there for Drew also had Dante, but no. <laughs> Hold on. Why does say, what is uh, Nar Sushi 87? Why do you say, no, no, no. You should not win. You named the movie, not the character. <laughs> See? Shark's last nose, Randall Graves. Hello. Thank you. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> but, you know, I have I have the dark hair, I have the goatee. 
So it's a, it's a, it's a combination of Randall and Dante. So I would have taken either of those. Brett J, do me a favor. Do you have the Twitter? Do you have the Twitter, sir? If you have the Twitter, send a note to at hockey underscore jerk. He will hook you up. If you only have the email, hit hockey jerk at hockey jerk one zero at gmail.com. We'll take your uh, uh your postal information. We'll send you something. All right. So uh Jesus, I, I think we probably could have ended this show about 20 minutes ago. Oh, listen to that. Jerk already hit the Irish exit, man. He was fucking out of here. So with that, uh, Jerk, nothing left to say? Uh, I'm hungry. Let's go. Yeah, me too. Uh, curly fries, non-curly fries? Don't ask stupid questions. It's regular <laughs> fries every time. <laughs> I don't understand why you get so upset at that. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me I can pay more that for something that is worse? <laughs> like I must be wearing clown shoes. If you think no, you dude, it's like, like wait, I can pay for the sharks and I can just watch the barracuda. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with that, thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday just before Halloween. Hello, Dante, Randall, what's up? All right, so we will see you next Sunday, and if I believe next Sunday. We might be here at the same time, but miraculously might be, what, an hour and a half, or uh, I'm sorry, an hour behind? Could be any of them. Well, what the time change? We don't know. I don't know. So Sunday, next Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hopefully you're here at the right time. You might be here an hour early, or you might be here an hour late. We're not sure. But only two games this week. Vancouver, Pittsburgh. And if you don't think that I'm going to have some shit to say about Eric Carlson, you're wrong. So, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have a fantastic Halloween. Get the candy you want. And with that, I um, I feel like we just need to uh, tell everybody what LeBron tells everybody. 